You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new show premiering on NBC called Debris. This is the pilot episode, and it was directed by J.H. Wyman, who worked on Fringe and Almost Human. So one really successful show, one not so much, and then directed by Brad Anderson, who worked on The Machinist and Fringe as well. This show definitely gives me fringe feelings, so I like that. I hope that is going to resonate with other viewers as well. The ratings for this premiere were pretty decent, 4.37 million, which is, uh, I think, acceptable numbers. But with these cable networks, you never know. And I hope I don't like something for one season and then that's all I get because I am really... (laughs) really getting tired of the disappointment but I like what I see thus far this show first got me because it's sci-fi and y'all know I'm down for sci-fi uh it had a lead black actress so that's a second plus then Jonathan Tucker who I absolutely adore since the days he has been guest starring on Law and Order Criminal Intent so he's my guy Loved him in Westworld too. And I'm glad that he gets to have a a role that is prominent because I kind of feel like he's always playing these really great character side characters, but never allowed to get in the front seat. So I'm impressed what I'm seeing thus far. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. When it was over, I was like, no, I want more. <laughs> I didn't look any of the critic reviews or anything like that because I just me and critics I do not always feel what they're putting down but hopefully they are supporting this series if not the critics definitely the audience you need one or the other right so I'm not gonna go scene by scene for the most part because it's a pilot episode and I kind of just wanted to sit back take no notes and just enjoy the experience to see if I did enjoy the experience we're introduced to our main characters Fanola and Brian. Brian was in a prison in Afghanistan whereas Fanola Jones her father was a very prominent scientist or something of that effect and she's following in his footsteps. It seems as if he has passed away in the last six months and then that twist and then her mom passed away two years ago. She's a little bit more empathetic out of the two but it's not to say that brian himself does not have his own um his own agency as someone who can talk to people (laughs) because sometimes they have that where one's the talker and the other one's just the doer but he has the capacity as as well and we saw that in this episode with the character isla isla one or the other so um let's go into the beginning of our our episode how it started off i like that it's action-packed it's thrown in the middle you're not having to go hi my name is falola hi my name is brian they've been working together for some time at least for a few weeks if not months uh three years ago is how it set up that a a spaceship 
was in our system it's under wraps of course no one knows about this but the last six months debris from that space shuttle has been falling down to earth and it's this team's job to track it figure out what it does and report back to their perspective uh agencies finola works for mi6 and we have brian working for the united states government there's already a black market for selling this technology which of course there would be and that is where the beginning of the episode starts a deal gone bad when fbi show up there's a chase scene and he hides one of the debris pieces but he ends up just killing himself because he really thought he was gonna jump from a 20-story building and land somewhere softly whereas the other two people he was with are able to disappear somehow and i'm glad that they explained what that was i had a feeling it was because of the debris that they had bought from him but i wasn't quite sure then we have the scene that really i was like oh no that'd be the worst day of my life like i'm just cleaning these rooms already got a sucky ass job i see something in a desk i pick it up well it was floating there so i don't know would my black self have messed with something that was just floating possibly curiosity always killed the cat and it kills this maid when she goes to pick it up and she is subsequently uh goes through several floors and lands as if she had jumped from a 10-story building and loses her life her name was carlotta and it's sad for her (laughs) and then they're investigating what happened at that point uh because they're still pretty new to what this technology can do they're pretty much just chasing the the shrapnel pieces right then we meet a mother and child driving and i thought it was a little weird that the boy was staring at this little toy and his mom was just dying (laughs) he didn't be like hi how are you is something going on um you were talking to me and now you've gone silent but we find out why she starts to bleed from her eyes he goes to take her out of the car and she starts floating i really like how they handle the tension in this episode because it's kind of one thing after the other and you're discovering the way they're discovering or the the pace is also really well uh portrayed and then they go and find the woman and then she figures out that the finola the wind is in a different direction i don't know how she got pushed over here even if she was just being carried by the wind or well they figure out she can just move on her own when they finally untangle her and then they follow her body to a field that is (laughs) like a little mini tornado of bodies it's three or four there this feels rather new (laughs) and they're like okay so they track down the car they realize that there might have been a child in the car then cctv whatever you want to call it (laughs) camera footage at a gas station shows that there was indeed a child in the car but plot twist it's not her kid because she doesn't have any so they figure out there's one person who has not responded to to the emergency contact about the other people they have found we meet sharon i like sharon she's like why are you smirking at me brian because i missed your face then we find out that the people are not dead despite the bleeding from their eyes no they are simply being drained and will be dead soon 
they were awfully casual about the fact that these people they thought were dead still have pulses and stuff and then their eyeballs open and no one's like what the fuck they're just like oh that's interesting but i guess if you're studying (laughs) abnormal things you pretty much have to be prepared for anything i know my ass was like hold up hold up hold up her eyeballs is moving (laughs) is she awake because that's even worse they go to the vanberg residence and they realize that the mom has been taken as well not only that there's a huge part of the spaceship or whatever do we call it a spaceship or is it just an orbital spacecraft one or the other they they find that in her backyard brian does but he's like uh back up they go back into the house and they do some investigation they realize that there is a a daughter there and that karen is the son and so they call her at boarding school because he doesn't know why she's going to boarding school so close to her home i didn't get the relevance of the question i was like that seems awfully that convenient right like you go to college close to your home but i guess you wouldn't stay there is the point you would stay at home (laughs) since it's so close and just commute to school then i got it but i was like is this some caucasian thing i don't know about but yeah that's why because her and her mom had fell out because karen is not alive karen is dead he died some months ago in a truck car accident and she really isla didn't take it well she you know fought with her mom a lot and thus that created uh, another break in the relationship that was already because the mom was of course she was grieving her child and the guilt as well you're driving the car you survive your child does not that's a lot to put on you more layers for brian and i like that they didn't come out with this whole story it's just there because she's in distress talking to them and he doesn't know what to say so he excuses himself and then finola kind of takes over like look i lost my mom two years ago i lost my father uh shortly after he couldn't get over the loss of her so i comprehend to an extent what you're going through but but it's the connections that we still have that keep us grounded and finola kind of mentions this a little bit later and i'm glad that by the end of the episode brian took what she said and used it as a way to solve the problem of how do we release this hold of this person that's been manifested so that his own partner can be saved in the process but as he's telling isla a little bit later you know you will never forgive yourself if you're if you fought with someone and clearly you left on really bad terms and then they pass away and you're never able to have that conversation with them again that's very relevant in today's time it's like don't leave things unsaid try to make amends while you're you're still breathing don't wait too long to let things that matter to you because like if you have a fight with someone you don't give a shit about like no i said what i said if you die tomorrow i still said what i said but if there are those connections that you do want to 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 not sever don't allow those bitter words especially when it's surrounding grief and loss to create a chasm that you never can repair then they realize that while they're investigating i know that black dude from somewhere i can't remember what show he's on i'm gonna google it next time 
but he realizes that there are two people watching him it's the people from the hotel they escape except the one dude because you're messing with shit y'all don't understand (laughs) he uh he gets to what do you want to call this teleportation he teleports back to a place under a bridge where they have their car except the other guy because that's exactly what happens in teleportation it's the tricky part he ends up in a concrete block and he's yelling help me and he does by giving him a bullet to the head because that's all one can do to help your ass then the team find because they're able to track the the um what do you want to call it the energy level atmosphere change i think it was atmosphere change they're able to track that to the overpass and then they find the dead body meanwhile kieran has found someone else to drain apparently if you touch him you will be under his spell and you start to like everything is recreated the events before he died at first brian thought like wait a minute is the debris getting bodies from the ground and fleshing them up and she's like no he was cremated (laughs) so i'm glad that they established that's not what's going on it was a actual manifestation but it's one other people can see why did he need to drain them i guess to continue his own manifestation life force that makes sense but they're able to realize that the road that they found them on everything is all connected back to that one tragic event and they get to the gas station just as the lady is about to buy some candy and tell her that's not your kid brian's telling her that and then she starts to bleed from the eyeballs and then finola is telling him you're not supposed to be here then she touches him and decides to let the one lady go of her being under the influence of the manifestation and she takes her place so brian has to find a way not chase her or break her of the spell because he realized after he just tried to break the woman that's not going to work so he gets isla to come talk to her mother and get her to wake up i love the fact that it was mom and dad (laughs) and everybody lived after this but yeah she's able to communicate with her and tell her you know we need each other that's the only thing that's going to keep us going and then the mom's able to wake up just as homegirl's about to go to the lake i don't know was she going to drown herself i didn't get this part uh how she got all the way there because previously we saw that the one lady was in her car and her eyes just started to bleed and then well maybe he needed to drain her at that point i'm not sure and then her body just made her way there but she got all the way there maybe it was such a short period of time under the influence it really doesn't matter but she is saved i like the emotional beat of it i like actually when they decided to take the sound out and she's still pleading with her mom that was really well done effectively for emotion and jonathan tucker comes with it with the eyeballs every time and they swell up i'm just like my heart (laughs) um and then the day is saved you know the manifestation is gone the parents uh wake up as well as the other people that were under the influence and we have ourselves a win however we don't know who these people are that are buying the debris and in the beginning mi6 clearly told finola don't trust the americans because we are shit with our secrets (laughs) we ain't telling nobody 
nobody we got the audacity to be mad at over at the russians for being secretive like our asses just ain't as secretive but uh turns out that mi6 was correct or maybe mi6 is keeping things from her because she seems to think that she did not get this job because of her last name but me think she did get this job because of her last name not to say that she doesn't bring value herself but i'm pretty sure both sets of the (laughs) the side know that her father is not dead he's very much alive brian is apprised of this knowledge but not before they have a nice moment where he's looking over and she's like what he remarks he's not used to working with a partner sure as shit ain't about opening his feelings and i like that he really didn't in this (laughs) like he he let his guard down a little bit but he never gave any personal details and he just says it's nice to be looked at as a human being for once and then the other shoe drops and his commands like yeah you can't tell her (laughs) that her daddy's alive and probably up to no damn good and that we are kind of sort of hunting him and she's assisting in that matter (laughs) and uh, that's how we end the episode well not quite because then we realize that they are taking all of these pieces and they are planning on putting this spaceship orbital system whatever the fuck back together some odds and ends the practical effects look really good in this episode i like the way in which they it seems as if anything that comes into contact it can freeze time uh takes a lot of energy i like the fact that we're going into energy because that's exactly what our bodies are we're made of a lot of stars i'm glad that they let finola keep her british accent i mean this has been a complaint for a while for me (laughs) of hiring a lot of british actors and then having them do american accents like we are we are actually um what's the word allies have been for quite some time i think it's ridiculous that we can't have uh someone that just speaks their language in a tv show (laughs) they don't have to be americanized they can be who they are um i think that's a beautiful relationship needs to open a little bit more because lord knows i want to retire there in great britain so i like that don't think that the actor jonathan tucker has a chin uh chin scar so i'm wondering if that's for the character but then i'll google it and see if that (laughs) that is one way or the other um but if it's not it's just for the character i want to know what happened there he was in an afghanistan prison so he probably did some deep deep shit undercover uh that we are just scratching the surface of finola feels like the rather typical not benson what's the world girl in x files yeah they both kind of feel very scully and Mulder, but that's just going to be something people are used to jumping back to because 
it's kind of like once a thing has been written it's always got to be going back to that person never mind there's probably been million one scully and molders in television before that but that's what we can reference because that's what's in our present memory but i'm perfectly fine with that connection i think that's a really balanced the way they are like i like their chemistry a lot i'm not shipping yet but i can <laughs> i can totally get down with it but i don't think they've given nearly enough and it's it's being in a show shows should not just be about shipping i like the fact that they have that professional working relationship they're able to see eye to eye for the most part but i'm sure in time there's going to be some headbutting difference of opinion because he is seems like going to be wanting to take more of a broad picture approach where she's more like the interpersonal deep connection what does it all mean <laughs> basil and he's more like i'm trying to make sure this technology does not end up in uh some terrible hands so that's my review let's jump into the feedback Christina, it's me Shy. I am back to talk about this new series that you decided to put on the schedule. I saw the trailer for it and it looked pretty good, so I was happy to get on board with uh, this new show, Debris. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, I wasn't quite, even with the, obviously, with the trailer, it doesn't delve into too much, so. I was curious as to what I would what I would see what I would be uh, <laughs> trying to figure out because <laughs> Lord knows I even though I saw the trailer I still didn't know exactly what was going to be going on with the show um, so we we're talking about alien debris that's falling to earth and scattered around the world and we have a team of secret agents in i6 and i forget what they said brian was but uk and the united states working together to figure this out figure this mystery out there's be all kinds of kooky stuff that's happening out in the world and yeah so we start out with some dude i guess a black market situation going on and some guy is trying to sell some alien technology and the team is on the job to confiscate that and arrest the guy and that leads to the dealer deciding to jump off the bill i'm like i guess it was that serious that he killed himself i didn't understand why i don't know but anyway he decided that he'd rather kill himself than go to jail so there you go he left a and that's the other thing like you leave this this alien technology just sitting around and then you're gonna go like for anyone to find and you're just gonna jump off the building like okay um so we see that this maid finds it and then it sucks her into the floor 
and she falls to her death they said 14 stories so oh my god i yeah anyway sadly and she was a single mother so heartstrings um so we're introduced to like the leads the main characters which is finola and brian who are the partners they're teaming together to I guess figure out what the heck's going on and of course we can't have a partnership or any kind of thing without some type of secret uh having to be introduced so in this case towards the end of the episode brian finds out that supposedly finola's father is actually alive and well um and was in cahoots with the people that were part of the the deal from earlier and anyone else <laughs> um freak out when they saw the guy they would had teleported into the into the bridge of the foundation of the bridge i'm like oh because when the guy first when he teleported and then he was like looking around and then he looked up I was like, oh my gosh, is somebody floating? Is it an alien? Is it, I, I could, I was, my mind was just going all over the place trying to figure out what he was looking at and what he shot. And then when they showed that, I was like, oh hell no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's gotta be the worst thing to have happened is to teleport into, oh gosh, a solid object. Oh. I've never seen that <laughs> so yes that was gross um so yes he put him out of his misery poor guy ugh, ugh. anyway still not quite sure who they were supposed to be they said the one that was in the in the foundation was SAS so I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is anyway I'm not I'm not quite I know they're collecting these because they're dangerous and all that but like what exactly are is the end goal there so that's gonna be interesting to find out like I saw in the end that uh, Brian's boss they were like collecting them and putting it back together is that what I saw I'm not sure but the main story of this was <clears throat> this creepy little kid that was <clears throat> going around at the at the moment i thought killing people sucking their life force out of them um trying to figure that out i thought he was an alien well he somewhat was an alien but you know what i mean like he like like a true alien and i don't know if i ever told y'all but along with not liking scary movies uh shows movies whatever with creepy little kids freak me out i don't like them and so for a minute there i thought we were going in that direction like that's part of the series but thank god that was just this episode and it was just the moms we find out the mom's manifestation through the alien technology of her child that passed away so yeah um <clears throat> that was interesting storyline i like that we got you know we're starting it already you know episode one getting to know Fanola and Brian we're seeing their dynamic and the emotions and stuff like that um so obviously we know we'll delve more into their backstory as the season goes on um because there is a story to tell there 
and I'm very interested in it. Um, what else? I did like the 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 twist of because I really thought they were dead. I, I mean, again, because <clears throat> Vanola was saying that they that he, the alien force was sucking them like a battery to keep alive. So he needed to recharge, recharge by um, finding new. I mean, I'm gonna say host. I know that's the Westworld thing, but oh my gosh, I'm turning into Christina, uh, bringing up Westworld. Oh my gosh, here we go. This start. This is how it starts. This is how it goes. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. So come to find out that was it the case. And now, of course, I was feeling so bad for Isla. So like damn that's a harsh way to find out about your family you lost your brother and then this happens to your parents and you're all alone in the world but thankfully her parents weren't actually dead they were just in this weird state of whatever and in order for them to get out of that um the mom uh, had to be reached because this was through her thoughts and feelings of grief and stuff like that that this all came to be um so that was smart of brian to realize that and so yeah so looking forward to this series um i'm sure i mean i'm not gonna sit here and talk like oh yeah i know exactly what's going on because obviously i don't and i'm not supposed to it's episode one so very fascinated with where this goes um i'm not trying i mean i'm you know it's like it's so easy to like oh they they look good to you i'm like nope i'm not gonna ship anybody i'm just gonna let things fall as they may and enjoy the journey but i'm definitely excited to get into this one and see what happens so that's always a plus when you watch a pilot because it's hit or miss so on that note i will leave it at that because it's been a long day and i got another one up ahead and i should get some sleep so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was Queen Chai with her thoughts on the episode. So they have been very tight-lipped about the concept of this show, which I really like because if it's going to be a mystery, there's no need to reveal it in the trailers. And everything I've seen thus far, for the most part, has been in the season one trailer. Now they did release another trailer after the premiere, but it's still very vague and I like that. Um, what else did I write down? <laughs> oh, uh, about the guy deciding to jump off the building. Hey man, if getting caught means that the people that I work for may get to me anyway, why don't I just kill myself? And some people be out there like, I choose death over jail. It just, they're not going back in. Every time you be like, why are they shooting up? I'm not going back. I'm glad they show the dangers of teleportation. I think this is rather underutilized in TV shows because it's not supposed to be easy. (laughs) And we're always going, oh, it's cool. They can figure that out. But it actually is a skill set. And they talk about it in Harry Potter.
yes americans are rebuilding the spacecraft it looks to be fairly huge uh that's what she said <laughs> uh but yes they are probably trying to control it never trust the government and yep it has begun westworld on the brain you'll start to correlate it with everything and lastly uh they were close to death if it continued the draining is where i got on the bodies but i was relieved too that she didn't lose her whole family in less than a year uh isla ilza isla one of those and i'm glad that you're excited for the series we got one more piece of feedback here from our uh queen mimi so let's hear what she has to say what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for debris season one episode one so i gotta be real with you i had no idea what this show was or that was even on the roster until y'all started talking about it but i've just i've been going one day at a time because when i look in advance i always miss something or i'm scrambling trying to get it watched because i didn't see it until later so i've just been doing like one day at a time and this was for friday and i watched it right after i watched the flash and sent in feedback for the flash so it's been a while since i've seen it but i did write like little tiny bit of notes but when you said it gave you fringe vibes i was like okay i am all in for this because fringe was my show i love shows like this like sci-fi as you know i'm i'm sure i've told you several thousand times before that sci-fi is my favorite um it's where i live comic books um werewolves witches you know i don't know supernatural alien all that stuff that's that's where i live i love this so i can tell i'm gonna like this show um so far i know her name his name is brian and i'm not sure why i can't remember the the lead lady's name um but i i do like her a lot um i love that she's british um that's a new twist that i can't say that we've seen before i just kicked something and knocked something over in my room whatever um but i i li like that we have the dynamic for americans and then we have the dynamic for the british so uh there's two separate entities going on there so i'm sure that's gonna have a role and play a part um so it sounds like um this show revolves around the debris that fell from an alien ship and i think it's crazy that um or maybe crazy isn't the right word but i think it's interesting that you know the military dude the american is just hell-bent on getting this technology before it falls in the wrong hands which is a very valid reason to want this tech because <sighs> humans are trash and as you know i've said it a hundred thousand times who knows what you know what happened like let's say remember from misfits how hitler got a, a hold of cell phone technology before in the freaking 40s yeah um imagine someone like trump getting a hold of this and his tr trumplicans like it would be the end of all civilization if you ask me so i i agree with that 
But then, you know, looking at it from her point of view, but I do think it has more to do with her being a scientist and him being, you know, a military guy. So, you know, their brains work differently and they think they have, you know, different priorities. She's thinking of the technology in like in respect of trying to save humanity, you know, curing cancer, being able to extend life. But, you know, technology very rarely is used 100% the way it's supposed to. If a person can find a way to weaponize something, they will do it. And that's unfortunately just human nature. So I do love that this show has that dynamic and, you know, we get to see it from both point of views. The other thing I like is that the main character, the the white male, is unattractive. So I won't be shipping. And I don't know if I told you this, but I'm sick of ships. Like, I don't do it on purpose. I have to, like, mentally reprimand myself every time I see two characters that have chemistry and I be shipping them together. I've been burned too many times for my ships. Like, and they'll tease it. Like, they really be trashing me. Like... One one of my shows, I'll, I'll just give you the latest one. I watched MacGyver. And from the beginning, um, the main character, Riley, a black female character, and MacGyver, the main titled white male character, have been friends. And, you know, whenever they would have relationships, it wouldn't work out. And they would always talk to the other person about it. So there was this last season when they made it seem like we knew Riley had a crush on MacGyver but then MacGyver kept saying and doing things to make you think he had a crush on her and then out of nowhere the trash ass toxic relationship that was over right before they decided they wanted to have feelings for each other now they're back together like y'all really trash for that like y'all played me played me to the left so I told myself Lamia you ain't doing this to yourself no more this is over do you hear me i'm sick of you i am sick of you and that's i'm not shipping anything so the fact that he was very unattractive even though she was gorgeous i was like yes finally a show i can get behind no ships yes thank you please and thank you so that is probably my favorite part about this show is that I'm not going to be shipping her with him. And I am here for it. Now, I will say there was that one black dude that was fine as hell. He's really tall, brown skinned. He could get it. But I could tell he's not a main character. I think he had like three lines. So right now, he ain't even important. So I'm hoping it stays at this momentum. As a matter of fact, I hope she turns out to be a lesbian because I don't want a ship. I don't want it. I'm not going to do it. And do you hear me? If you hear me even breathing like... I'm about to ship somebody. I'm going to need you and Shot to slap the shit out of me because I'm sick of it. Whew. Okay. So what I, I remember watching this and when that, when the maid picked up, when she found that little bag that he really terribly hid in the drawer and she, and the thing fell out and she picked it up and fell through like the floor. I, my mouth fell all the way open. I could not believe what I just saw. Like what the hell? I just couldn't fathom what the hell just happened and then find out she fell like 17 stories like that sucks and then she was a mother too that's sad but you know I mean I'm not trying to be like brazen or like unfeeling but that's what you get picking up like if I saw a plastic bag in a drawer if it was sticking out I'll push you right back all the way in and keep it moving that is not my job I'm not cleaning up stuff in a drawer 
And if somebody put that in, put that in there, that ain't my business. Mind your business. That was the lesson she learned the hard way. Stay out, stay out of stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you. You're supposed to be cleaning up rooms. That's what you just stuck with. It sucks that she has. Oh, she's a single mom with two kids, and now they now they're um, orphans. But you gotta mind your business. Mind your business. I do wonder though. Like it seems like this is a secret because when the main character was talking about you know her father being the first person that told what really happened, it doesn't seem like the world is very knowledgeable around what they have like I don't think they could hide the fact that something felt like something was falling from the sky and dropping debris but it seems like if people knew the danger of this most most people would stay clear like a like that thing landed in my backyard and I knew what it was capable of I would call and be like I'm gonna need somebody to come pick this up not going out there looking at it searching for your you know dead son and when you see them thinking it's a gift like I don't know about y'all but when stuff like that happened if something like that happened to me and I know my son died and then he reappears I'm not saying my first instinct wouldn't be like excitement and happiness but then I would be like wait something ain't right here this doesn't seem right um, I am happy that even though he drained them of you know life force and they didn't have a heartbeat they woke up now I don't I don't know if that meant they blood just you know all of a sudden thickened up and became normal I don't know what it means for the people that were in a coma but I'm glad they didn't die from it because that would have sucked that girl would have been parentless and still not have a brother um what else I'm trying to keep this under 10 minutes because I don't want you dragging me anymore um Okay, and then I want to talk about the last scene that we saw with the American, like, higher-up guy. And he had that whole warehouse full of those pieces of the ship. So, does it seem like America's trying to put the ship back together? Because that seemed like some raggedy-ass shit we would do. You know, under the guise of let's work together, but we really just want the pieces that Britain finds. Because we trash like that. Ugh. Um... I can't wait to hear your recap because I think there were some things that might have went over my head. I watched it twice, not necessarily twice, but I watched the beginning twice because I felt like it was some things I might have missed. And I did. Um, so rewatching that did help me clear some stuff up. But I can't think of specifics right now. But after you record and I listen, um, if it triggers one of my questions, I'm just going to write it down and then I'll put it in the feedback for next week. So I'm going to end it here. Till next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the Couch Mimi out. 10 minutes. Boom. That is Queen Mimi. She said boom. 10 minutes. I'm so proud of you. They've been dragging me all day though and yesterday i have skin marks on my ass from all the dragging even got sasha to co-sign in there sasha come resurrect herself from studying just to join y'all and y'all roasting of me it's fine i can take mine 
uh i love sci-fi too it's my favorite genre so we are on the same page i also loved fringe and yes brian is the idealist of protecting those from getting the bad technology but correct finola is more it's a benefit to humanity not to mention it's confirmation that we're not alone in the universe that it's bigger than them and that we're not so minuscule or happenstance some people really find that fascinating and then you said jonathan tucker is unattractive excuse me what the eh? i just can't believe you said that and then started talking about macgyver as if that dude i don't even watch that show but i've seen him and no i would not have been shipping him with anyone especially a woman of color so i guess we just have a difference of opinion on what's attractive <laughs> that's fine because you ain't with my boo tom hiddleston at all and that's fine because i'm not with your boo nash but we both like spicy whites that's um you know I, it's everyone has their flavor what's your flavor tell me what's your flavor what's your flavor y'all remember that craig craig david song anyhow uh i'm not against a ship but i don't need it uh i would say you just need to have some restraint because it sounds like you do not <laughs> investing in every interracial couple that is friendly i will say i choose to invest in sure things because after vampire diaries um i was taught a lesson that i should not listen to dating i should listen to my gut <laughs> and if my gut says you're using this to attract certain fans so that you can quickly put them with someone else mm-mm-mm. i can smell it but i also don't think that every couple or every pairing that's a man and a woman needs to be romantic in any sense it is nice to not have it but it's kind of hard not to especially when you're pushing the most emotional connections with the two characters it's really hard to build that with other characters on the side i don't know it just depends on what the like i remember in fringe i was really against um that that pairing joshua jackson and um gosh i can't remember her name right now because it's late and i am fucked up you can't even tell by my voice but yeah i remember being very adamantly against it and then it happened and it almost ruined the show for me but in the end it started it made sense because you can't keep building up to a really a lot of friction between two characters without it either going romantic or it just being forever platonic and they're just like how what was that show i was watching hmm oh it was on sci-fi the killjoys right so that's a that's a good example of how that can backfire a little bit and what causes ship wars because sometimes when you build up a really nice platonic relationship like her and oh shit sean ashford's kid i don't remember these names at all but like they were my shit and then they tried to get it with the other jacoby brother and i wasn't feeling it never 
not once not even when they had a kid nothing nothing made me root for this romance because the heart of it was between the two best friends because you want your best friend to also be your lover so it's a catch-22 but i don't think it needs to ever really be a focal point in any season one of any show you could start to build the friendship aspect sure but it doesn't need to go romantic in the first season i totally am on board with those ideas and also um it'd be nice if they just introduce a show and it's about a married couple <laughs> and then i realize that's what sitcom tv does so i rest my case what else did i have here oh you telling that girl to mind her business you trash <laughs> someone was sticking out what if it's a bomb what if she had to save someone's life what if it's drugs and some kid would have went through and found it himself and od'd but you was minding your business now i'm not saying i would have picked up the floaty object but at that point i can't say you wouldn't be curious <laughs> i don't know you can't um you can't say what you would do until you're in that situation and there was a line in the episode about them uh covering up the story they were like well do you like they need an excuse to to tell the farmer about why there's a floating lady on his property and they said something like yeah i got the story on this and one thing i will say grief changes your brain chemistry so while it may have freaked her out at first to see her son she probably was too overwhelmed by that particular grief moment of loss and reunited that she probably would not have been thinking rationally like this is weird however in the episode when her husband got drained she did call her daughter and tell her not to come the fuck home so she had some wherewithal at some point when it got dangerous so that's all the thoughts i have and the feedback as well <laughs> i don't know i'm just very silly right now forgive me i probably sounded much more intelligent the first half of this podcast because i recorded it two days ago so if you want to join on our journey which i am really going to enjoy this journey you can send feedback to blackocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below you can find black or couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social media will be below as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>